Hey, welcome to the Strong Roots Podcast. My name is Kristen Hill, and we are so excited that you're tuning in today. Our prayer is that you would move one step closer to Jesus through this series. So go ahead and check out this next episode. Welcome back to the Strong Roots Podcast. I'm back with John, and I'm so glad you're here. I can't wait to pick your brain. We are talking about where is Jesus, and I know that you have so much to say about this. So thank you again for joining us. Thanks for asking me to. Yeah. All right, so John, have there been times since becoming a Christian where you have felt alone, and what has that been like for you? I mean, I think that... I think that the desire for companionship changes over the course of our life, um, especially as a man. Like, alone, I felt alone a lot early in my relationship with Jesus. I would say marriage changed a lot of my feelings of loneliness, for sure. Um, but part of that is because I think we're blessed with an uh, unusually close relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that, you know, for the last 10 years, like, that hasn't been as big of a struggle, but I would say that recently, as I've become more of a leader um, in the church, um, I have felt probably greater feelings of just sort of isolation and a lack of intimacy beyond our relationship, for sure. For sure. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, obviously, I think that you know, for leaders in specific positions, you know, we are tasked with leading people, and it would be inappropriate for me to, you know, go to Cooper on our staff and pour out like, oh, I'm struggling with this thing and just wanted you to know and, you know, will you pray for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have people in my life that I can do that with, but even in those circumstances, um, I just want to make sure that I'm being a good steward of people's hearts and all that God entrusted us with. And, you know, I don't think, I think that for every person in life, the farther along we get, hopefully, the more leadershipy we're going to be because all of us become the patriarch or matriarch of our own family mm-hmm. and I don't think it would be appropriate you know to go to your child and say I'm really struggling in our marriage mm-hmm. you know I mean people do that but I don't think that's that's right that's destructive to a relationship that God called you to be a, a steward of you know right. and um, I just think that different kinds of intimacy it just changes in different parts of your life and I would say that right now in this season I'm called to rely very heavily on my intimacy with God as a, a, a replacement for many of the relationships that once filled those needs before I was a follower of Christ and when I was younger in my relationship with Christ. That's a good answer. That makes so much sense. And I feel like so many Christians who have been following Jesus for a long time can relate to that. Right, right. Awesome. So how is feeling alone as a Christian different than when you felt alone before you chose to follow Jesus? Man, I think it's so much less acute. You know, I I feel like relationships before following Jesus, you go out, you have the best night of your life, it would be a ton of fun, and you'd come home and immediately be lonely. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember coming home and immediately feeling unfulfilled, unconnected, and lonely, and it's like, why do I feel this? I literally just had the best night of my life. But I think part of it was like, I mean, you know, in the back of your mind, it's like these friendships are not, you know, going to last. Like, I know these people are going to move away or die or, mm-hmm. and let's be honest, they're just not as deep. They, they just aren't. You know, these people, like, if there's some romantic drama or whatever else, you know, these friendships are going to be rent aside. They don't really, 
they never really loved who I was, you know? And I think that's true for, for most relationships, not all, but most um, friendships. But in Christ, I have somebody who is, you know, closer than a father mm-hmm. um, on earth who loves me unconditionally and gives me a purpose and a meaning to every moment of my life, good and bad. And I just feel like that's changed my perspective on loneliness because in the worst times, like, there's still meaning because of Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. So when you don't feel God's presence, when you're going through that loneliness, mm-hmm. practically speaking, what do you do to draw him near? You know, I feel like when I'm seeking God and I don't feel him, it's not like there's a lot that I can do to, to make him draw near. You know, I mean, he, right. is, he is what he is. And there have been seasons in my life where I've desperately yearned for God to be near. Mm-hmm. And, and he has not been, mm-hmm. you know, but... I think that's where faithfulness comes in. And it, it's not like it requires a ton of faith because, again, like, God reveals him to himself to us pretty incredibly. Like, the mountains cry out. The creation cries out to to its creator. Like, mm-hmm. there's no doubt that God is here. Um, and in that sense, he's present. But I just think in the moment, like, I'm going to be faithful to him even though I don't feel him because that's what I'm called to do. Just like if I was on a business trip and away from you, like, we're apart, but I'm going to be faithful to you, you know? What is faithfulness? with God look like to you? I think it begins in the heart and mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, it totally begins there. I think when I allow myself to fantasize about living life apart from God's purpose, and isn't it funny how shallow that is? Mm-hmm. It's like, what am I What am I really going to do? This sounds really destructive, but you know, I mean, I think sometimes there's those fantasies of like, if God wasn't here, I could, you know, go on this crazy bender and go to Vegas and do all this crazy stuff and whatever. But you know how empty that would feel, like instantly. That would feel good for like three days. And, uh, you know, I think like, I think it's, as a Christian who has generally made good choices through a lot of my life, it's easy to fantasize about what would it be like on the dark side. And I think being faithful to God when he is less present in my life is saying, I'm going to guard my mind Mm -hmm. and my heart, and I'm not going to look down those roads and spend time in unhealthy fantasies that are going to destroy the the temple that God lives inside of me because I feel like that's going to make it less likely for me to experience that deep presence, you know, that I that I desire. It's antithetical to what I want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, what truths and our promises have you relied upon in those moments when you don't feel God's presence? I mean, don't store up for yourself treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break and, and steal, but instead store up for yourself treasure in heaven. Um, I think is like the big guiding principle. It's the treasure principle. Randy Alcorn writes a great book called The Treasure Principle that was instrumental in forming the way I choose, not just to to spend our money, but in the way that I choose to live every aspect of my life, Mm -hmm. you know, and and time. And uh, I think it's been really helpful when God is not present because I really do believe that there is a reward for the choices I'm making now in heaven. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing to do to store up in heaven? What favorite act or service or... People. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gospel. I love I love people far from God discovering the hope of Jesus. And I think, you know, that is an eternal human being that is going to be in heaven with us for all eternity, for mm-hmm. sure. Me yeah. too. All right. So what have you learned about God's presence throughout your walk with Christ? Mm, I think God is really different than us. You know what I mean? Like, I think I keep looking for a presence that is going to feel like exactly like my earthly father feels. 
you know, and I have a great relationship with my dad and, you know, he's a really, really great man. But I think understanding that God is, while we are created in his image, he is also infinitely different than us, you know, and I think even the way that his presence feels and manifests itself in my life, it's often like different than I've ever experienced and different than I would expect because I've never experienced anything like it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I think as I use those words, it sounds awesome, like, oh, different than you've ever experienced or whatever. But a lot of times that's disappointing, you know, because it's like, I can't understand it. It's like, you know, turning on the TV and seeing your favorite show, but realizing it's in French, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, oh, darn it, you know, this is the French rendition of that. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I can watch it, but I can't get all of it, you know? And, and I think so often, like, that's the way that God's moved in my life sometimes. And I just have to be faithful that understanding will come. How does God's presence manifest in your life? What does that look like, practically speaking? I mean, there's a variety of different ways. I would say he is always present in the sense that his creation is around every human being and mm-hmm. something doesn't come from nothing and intelligent design doesn't come from no intelligence. And I think even when you feel God's presence lacking completely in your life, like he is 100% around us, like we can see his hand mm-hmm. in the things that have been created and, uh, you know, I just think the deeper an understanding we get of, you know, science, biology, physics, all these different things, like, it's, it's interesting to see the people in these STEM fields, like, recognizing, oh, it turns out God is behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, it turns out there is, like, people, atheists becoming agnostics, you know, recognizing God's presence, even though they feel they've never felt it. You know, obviously, we can feel it. Like, we can mm-hmm. perceive it. I would say on a spiritual level, like... God's spirit is alive in me, changing um, even my preferences and desires. Um, and and that was something that was very perceptible when I did go all in with Jesus regarding um, the way that I viewed sin in my life. Um, I would say he was present in that way. Like sin mattered to me and sin made me feel um, not good when I did it. You know, and that was that was a big change. And still to this day, like if I have made a sinful decision in a weak moment, um, I... I know that God is very present in my life, convicting me and calling me to repentance. Uh, And I would say God giving me a drive and passion for his plan and purpose around the world is part of the way I feel his presence. So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for being here. Thank you. I am riveted by your answers, and I really appreciate you sharing what God's done in your life with all of us. And I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Can't wait to check in back with you next time. We're going to be talking about when you're at the end of your faith what that's like, and we're going to talk all about that. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow us on our other social media platforms. We don't want you to miss out on any future content. Thank you so much again, guys. I hope you have a great day, and I want you to know I am personally praying that your roots stay strong.